This is the Better Life, Better Work Show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm a life and self-leadership coach for authentic and ambitious small business owners and professionals. I show up here in your ears as a transparent leader doing the same inner and outer work that you are. I'm here to remind you that you're probably a gardener and not a machine and that soft, sustainable, and soulful success is actually available to you on your own terms. Emotional presence and wellness are also available to you as someone who juggles both an amazing business and a beautiful life. I'm here to remind you that more is not better, better is better. This is episode number 161. And the first episode of 2022. Y'all, something's clicked in. I knew it would. Something's clicked in over here at Allison Crowland. Not just professionally, but personally. As I record this, I am one month and one day from my 50th birthday. And I've had a few knowings most of my life. And then those have come into clarity and resolution more recently. And today is one of those days where I can stand in the present moment and I can survey the world around me and I can survey my own personal history, inner work, events, the whole thing, and it all makes sense. And I know that is an extraordinary place to be. And... If you're not in a place like that where you can connect all the dots and have complete trust and faith and almost a giddy self-knowing, then trust that it's available to you. There certainly have been many times when I was in the dark shadow of not specifically knowing, but I always held on to the deeper knowing. So here's what we're going to talk about today with my grumbly scratchy, scratchy McScratcher's voice. It just is what it is. I do finally have, I've been on a quest the last few months to figure out what this is um, because it's not going away. And uh, I do finally have an appointment with an ENT to see what's going on. We've had all kinds of EKGs. We've had all kinds of chest x-rays, which are perfectly freaking clear. And... So yeah, so thank you for bearing with me as my voice does what my voice wants to do. All right, so here's what I want to talk about today. I don't have any notes, but I want, I'm having some major noticing that I can't wait to share with you. I can't wait till the thoughts are perfected. Many of you know that I have spent 2021, I invested time, so much time and money and practice um, on internal family systems. I am obsessed in the best way. I see clearly now. I see the world in a completely different way and it all makes sense now. It all makes sense now through my in-depth study of this modality. Next week, I start with a coaching group. I'm super excited to start with um, 
one of the leaders in the IFS community that teaches one of the coaches coaching courses. And I'm starting a 16, 16 week program with them and I'm still on the list to get certified. But meanwhile, I am doing daily study, daily personal practice, daily practicing with others. And I have my own. Actually, at the very moment, I have two therapists. Um, one I'm finishing up with soon and the other one I just started with. <clears throat> so I am doing this work um, in all directions. And it is... Oh, I'm just in love. Okay. So one of the things I've noticed is... This so in, in in internal family systems there are certain roles, certain parts of you that their role is to protect you. And so in the business world, some of the things that like I've actually had a couple of episodes on this, some of the ways that protectors show up are self-criticism, self-doubt, um, drama avoidance, procrastination, resistance, all the things that in the life coaching world we call, quote, blocks are actually protectors. And protect, so just a reminder, all parts are benevolent. All all parts are welcome. All parts mean well. They have benevolent intent. And once it finally clicked in for me, as I began to not just intellectually know my own protectors, but I began to connect with the essence of who they are in my, what we call inner system, right? And once I began to connect with them and help my clients connect and see, really just see, oh, I'm feeling critical of myself because if I criticize myself, then I won't put myself in a position that will keep me small, invisible, so that I don't go out into the world and get rejected. All right, so what is like, we can take this traditional um, phrase of the inner critic, right? Like the inner critic has been in coaching forever. And that's a part it's a protector. Why would we speak so horribly to ourselves? And I think so often we stop with the behavior of, I just need to stop the behavior of speaking horribly to myself. And I don't know how many of you have tried it from that viewpoint, but just trying to, without hitting the root cause or reason is futile. And so when we realize that an inner critic is showing up with benevolent intent, why might that part of you that speaks so poorly to yourself, why might, what's their motive? Like if you get really curious, not judgmental, but if you get really curious and you begin to understand, oh, they're yelling at me so that I won't go out into the world and make a fool of myself so that I will stay small and safe. And so the, the thought that I'm coming to and what this episode is about, and I've done this most of my life, I, it's literally just now coming undone in the last year, but are we moving through the world, our life, our work, our relationships, armored? I've been, I've been praying and focusing and honing in for the last five years. My one, I've had three words of the year open heart, slow tango, big profit. 
And open heart has been something that in my mid 40s, I realized I had an open heart one way, like going out, but I did not have an open heart coming in. Like I have been a really armored, disconnected human being. And now that I see that, and now that I've spent time with those parts of me that consciously and subconsciously behave that way, I have so much more compassion and understanding. And as I have compassion and understanding for these parts, I'm able to meet them, soothe them, work with them, be with them in a way that has them become willing to step back and not drive the bus of my life. And so most of my life, I have run around the world, living and doing and being with protectors running the show. Every thought, every move, every behavior, subconscious and conscious, not like in my mind, I said, oh, I consciously want to protect myself, but all the ways of moving around in the world, that if I were to really explore the inner motive would be protection from some pain, from some feeling of discomfort. And a while back, I had a client that the way she phrased it in a coaching session, um, and this has been a big theme of her life and mine and a lot of ours, is that she's, she's an Enneagram 3. So for those of you that don't know, like Enneagram 3s are big performers, right? And so we talked about performance versus creativity. And when we are in protective mode, when we are in protective mode, we are performing so that those parts of us leading are performing so that they think so that we don't get hurt, so that we'll stay safe. Performing is exhausting. That's why you're tired. Because you're running around, you're waking up every day and you're putting on an armor, a suit of armor. And then you're going out and performing in the world to be enough, to be whatever it is your subconscious thinks you need to be, and it's exhausting. In the past, the modalities that I worked with wanted to annihilate these protectors, right? Like I, I, I've heard this saying so many times and every time I see it, it just breaks my heart and it breaks my heart probably because I probably did it early on, but I hear people say, I want to kick my inner critics ass. Think about that for a minute. Why would we want to beat somebody up? Because we're scared because we're mad, because we're sad. And I'm all for anger and sadness and fear, but I'm not for the behavior that's violent about it. And we've been taught to like annihilate these parts of ourselves, obliterate certain thoughts. And it, it, it breaks my heart when I see it now. And I see how common it is, which means that if it's common, it means that it's, it's in our culture's conditioning. To just stop being a certain way. And what IFS has taught me, what this, this framework, this not just a modality, but a way of seeing the world, the way of seeing the other human beings, is I so clearly in my own self see when my protectors go off. I see when others' protectors go off. 
I'm able, it's like, there's a whole filter that it's like, I have x-ray glasses on, not all the time, but a lot of times when I am in self energy, and even when I'm in, you know, working in conjunction with wise leader parts of me, I can, I have a lens, it's like x-ray vision where I can see if somebody's behaving a certain extreme way, I can see oh, that's a protector. They're afraid of something. (laughs) And it causes me to respond with so much more compassion. Now, I had to see my own fears first. I had to notice the ways that I was showing up in protection instead of creation. I had to notice the ways I was showing up in performance instead of creation. Performance and protection says you have to follow the rules. Performance and protection is a hellfire and brimstone that a lot of us were taught in church or religion. Performance and protection is fitting in while rejecting yourself. And one of the things I'm really fascinated by and absolutely delighted by is moving into my six, 51st year. I've already been in my 50th year. I will be 50 on February 6th, and I'm moving into this year with so many of those protectors that dominated the way I moved and lived in the world, feeling relaxed and calm, feeling tended to and cared for instead of rejected or Instead of feeling like I was, if they, you know, like I would kick their ass. And what I, what I think is so fun. So right now I'm, I'm working on a visibility challenge and I'm going to call it a compassionate challenge. It's New Year's. We're doing some fun stuff. We're leaning into our edge. And I, I know that I have just hit a sweet spot with my coaching Yes, I'm a life coach. Yes, I'm a self-leadership coach. And I do it through the vehicle of business. And so we are doing some pretty extreme practices for 30 days in January. And I've told my clients, this is not for the outcome of getting business results. This is actually to activate your parts, activate all your protectors or the protectors that come up, right? This challenge. So the idea is to activate protectors and learn how to connect with them, meet with them and lead them instead of just bowling over them like traditional challenges, like, right, where there's a, there's a severity and a violence to pushing through. And I believe and I'm learning and know that I know that I know that there is a way to challenge ourselves with extensive compassion and action and compassion. Like that's the formula, compassion Courageous action, compassion. And one of my girlfriends, actually, one of my most popular episodes with Dr. Erin Baker, we were, we exchange often messages. And one day they sent me a message and I loved this phrase, I'm having a parts party. (laughs) And I tell you what, this challenge that 
we're doing with my clients is causing all sorts of parts parties. And that is the intent because when the parts party starts, that is the opportunity when these sweet parts are unearthed instead of obliterating them and banishing them and shaming them and judging them and cussing them. We have the opportunity to connect, to extend compassion and care, to extend presence playfulness to extend love and that's my wish for my people that's my wish for you that's my wish for my family my wish is that we would be able to learn to be with all parts of ourselves in a compassionate way so that we can take courageous and joyful action in the world so that we can eventually build up inner trust in our system to drop the need to move throughout the world armored. I want to be an unarmored human being. I don't want just an open heart. I want an unarmored heart. I know that I've had moments of that my whole life. But daily practice, daily habits. (laughs) I just giggle. I just giggle that I've become a habits person. It it cracks me up, but it actually helps. It works. (laughs) It works. Daily practice of thinking and feeling and being present in my body and my mind and my emotion and with my parts has changed the way that my being, my brain takes on the world in most circumstances. Absolutely, there are times when I still lose my shit. And when I lose my shit, it is such a beautiful opportunity. Instead of for me judging myself for losing my shit, it is an opportunity for me to explore my protectors and explore my um, armor. I see how hard my system and all your systems are trying to create a safe world for you. Freedom is being able to not get rid of those protectors. That's the other thing. I see people say, oh, when I get rid of this, no, you're never getting rid of it. Doubt's never going away. It's how can we realign these parts so that they're not leading and we're leading them. I just feel... I don't just anything. I feel possibility and expansion and safety. Here's an example. This is interesting. So I'm having, um, I'm going to, I can't believe this. This, this. this is how I know I'm becoming a different human being. I'm having a birthday party in Las Vegas. <laughs> and I'm a very... I'm introverted, I'm very sensory, I'm very, I pick up, you know, I'm very empathic. And a lot of times public places, especially with lots of people, wig me out. 
physically. And for some reason, I just felt in my whole body and being the desire to have a birthday party in Las Vegas. And most of my friends don't want to come (laughs) because they don't like the energy of Vegas, which is fine. And you know what I realized? I realized I am my energy no matter where I am. I'm the master of my energy. I am the lover of my energy. I'm the creator and the cultivator of my energy. And when I don't move through the world with my armor and my protection on, I'm able to go to concerts. I'm able to go to Vegas, not because Vegas will have an impact on my energy, but I will carry my energy wherever I go. Right. If I'm the generator of energy instead of just the receiver, if I'm the victim of the energy I'm around, I am fucked almost anywhere. If I drop the protection and, and I become the creator or generator of myself, my being, my identity, my energy, my actions, that's a life I want to live. And that's a life I want to invite you to live. I want to invite you to believe, not just believe. Like, there's how do we get to believe? Someone says, well, okay, I know the new thought I need to have, I know the new belief. How do we get to that? And I see a lot of people that just say, oh, just change your belief. Well, there's some nervous system stuff and there's some healing. There's some conversations that I'm getting really good at facilitating. I've been facilitating with myself, my clients, um, that my therapists facilitate with me that bridge that chasm. Because there's this chasm between what we know we want our identity and our beliefs to be, but there's all this buts. There's all these excuses, there's all these reasons, there's all these protectors. And so as you move into the year, I want to invite you to consider the spaces and ways you show up with your armored protection on. And I want you to gently and lovingly, not judgingly, but compassionately get curious about why. What is that trying to protect? What is that trying to protect? And just notice it. My my clients are, um, we're doing this visibility challenge. We're doing social media. We're doing some posts on social media. And this is the first time ever. I used to teach a course called Share Your Heart, Show Your Work. I'm going to sip some water for the scratchy throat. I love Share Your Heart, Show Your Work. And one of these days I'll update it. <clears throat> Because I'm a new person. I can't I can't just repeat the old class because I'm a new person, but I freaking love social media. I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful for social media. And right now my Facebook feed, my Facebook, my Facebook, right? The one that's supposedly going away, my Facebook feed is glorious. It is glorious. It is full of human beings that are just being human visibly. And I love it. And so this is the first time ever in the past, I used to do this 11 day like challenge and I would create prompts. And this year I decided I'm not doing any prompts. When I do a prompt for my client, it assumes that they're not creative, that that I have to give them the creative prompt. And now that I'm not in this place of protecting, at least at the moment, I see I see that my clients are absolutely like really the number one fundamental 
of coaching, the client is creative, resourceful, and whole. My job is to treat you like you're creative, resourceful, and whole. So I don't need to make a chart for you to track. I don't need to make a prompt for you. You are able to generate. And that's what I'm calling forth in myself and what I'm calling forth in those who are willing to pick it up. What I'm offering you today is that you are able to live a life of creation and generation, generative energy instead of protective energy. There is some work to be done. I'm one of the best people to help you do that. And a great place to do it at a reasonable fee is in Soli's self-leadership. That's exactly what self-leadership means, leading these parts of ourselves. And... In May, there will be some deeper, more intimate ways to do that work with me. I'm not taking one-on-one clients at this time. But I have a lot of resources and a lot of community. And you know what I love about community? What I love about doing this in community is the co-regulation. Because a lot of this work is... And a lot of our behavior goes down to the nervous system. I'm not a nervous system expert by any means. <laughs> My God, if I can think of one thing that I wish that they had taught us, in addition to reading and writing and, and thinking skills, cognitive thinking skills in school and creativity, is I wish that they had taught us nervous system regulation every single year. I wish it were as common as reading and writing. My loves, thank you for your patience. Wow, my energy. Here's what's funny. My energy is actually, I have a lot of vitality today, but speaking is um, it's interesting on my chest right now. And I just simply feel peaceful and grounded. Consider those things. Let me know how it lands with you. Are you living a protector-led life where everything is a threat, where you're subconsciously on alert, where there's always an excuse or reason to keep you from being courageous out in the world, to keep you from believing in yourself, to keep you from just trusting that you are absolutely creative, resourceful, and whole? Are you living a people-pleasing life in every little micro-move and you don't even realize it? Are you taking responsibility for other people's shit? Are you over-functioning or under-functioning? Is your life a performance? And a performance that ultimately isn't working? And if so, this is an invitation to begin to learn how to cultivate a generative and creative life. It's so fucking cool. You are so fucking cool. Remember, I love you. I'll see you soon. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and want to dive deeper, come check out the Soli Self-Leadership Society. It's my online coaching membership community 
a networking community, a place to belong, and a place where you can be coached by me in life and business. We dive deep into the practices of both being and doing that help us create our unique version of soulful success. It's a special community of small business owners just like you, and it's where I show up and give my clients personal support at an accessible fee. Check it out at www.coachwithallison.com. As always, thanks for listening. And I want to give a special shout out to Elise Rich from Wide Awake Recordings for her sound production each week on my episodes, especially the car episodes, and for her music composition for my intro and outro. This show is sponsored by my three dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adopting when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better. 